Welcome to Tech Force in Africa, where we discuss some of the most important issues affecting technology businesses in Africa. My name is Muriwa Gavaza, and for today, we are very excited on this episode uh, to be discussing with Coca-Cola Peninsula Beverages about how they have become a digital-first uh, bottling company. For today, I am joined by Christine Bossman, uh, who is from Coca-Cola Penbev, just to understand uh, some of the initiatives around uh, digital customer experience as well as digital employee experience. Now, if you've had a Coca-Cola beverage or product in the Western Cape, uh, chances are that it's been made, bottled, distributed, and cooled uh, by this particular company. And for today, we are going to be, you know, getting into, you know, how they are taking all of that experience over the last 80 years and uh, taking themselves into the future as uh, a digitally led uh, bottling company. So Christine, you know, thank you so much for being with us today. It has been an amazing story so far. How are you today? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get into, you know, some of the nitty gritties around, uh, you know, the digital customer experience as well as the digital employee experience, we just wanted to do a little bit of an icebreaker, you know, just so that, you know, we warm things up. So, uh, rugby or football? Rugby. <laughs> uh, feet on the ground or head in the clouds? Head in the clouds. <laughs> Eating out or ordering food? Ordering food. Mail or phone? Phone. Think or feel? Think. Office or remote? Remote. Remote. <laughs> easy I, one. <laughs> easy one. And I think the word remote, you know, helps us, you know, to get into, uh, you know, the first part of the discussion because, you know, remote has been really um, associated with technology over the last two or so years. And uh, one of the big things is, you know, e-commerce, right? It's a good place for us to start this podcast because, you know, everyone is talking about um, e-commerce at the moment. There's a lot of uh, excitement and energy in the space. And some of the research has actually come out to say that 87% of South Africans, you know, have made an online purchase or order of some sort, um, you know, over the last year. Why do you think uh, that the e-commerce space and, you know, online ordering and that type of thing is really hot right now? I think it's been somewhat of a forced adoption. Yeah. So in the past few years, and I don't want to sound cliche, but the global pandemic, yeah. it is something that we need to take into consideration and it has forced some of the probably late adopters mm. to actually move into the sphere of online shopping and self-service where potentially earlier they didn't want to do that. Yeah. And they've now realized the benefit of that. Yeah. And if you look back to about 2013, which is what, nine years ago, yeah. um, about 10% of people in South Africa were actually interested in self-service. So if we look at how far we've come and how that has grown in the past few years, I think it's great not only for customers, but for businesses as well. Now, the issue of self-service does point to, you know, a consumer businesses, you know, that are, you know, touching a little bit more on, you know, technology and, you know, just wanting as much of a great experience as possible. And you guys as Cape Peninsula Beverages um, have been... I guess, transforming over the last couple of years. And it's probably a theme that has been seen by a lot of businesses, you know, over the period. How are you guys, you know, leading in that digital transformation? I think most importantly, by listening to our customers. So we have many avenues of 
information and information gathering and feedback gathering from our customers and we listen. So they've been asking for a more self-service environment and the ability to be able to order online. Not all customers are the same. We have reps out in the field, yes, but some customers, they prefer online and it's easier for them. They can do it 24-7 whenever they want to and they're able to see all the information. So it's been, I think, somewhat from a customer perspective, an easy transition and for us, a big learning experience. And when it comes to something like that, because I like the fact that you are giving us that link between the fact that you do have your own, you know, sales force that's out in the field, but you also have, um, you know, a customer facing side of things. And from a B2B point of view, right, a lot of those types of customers and clients are now looking for the, the business to consumer, you know, type of, type of experience. I mean, the type of uh, needs that you know a bar you know needs at uh, at midnight when things are really busy versus a school cafeteria or canteen you know needs you know on a normal day when they're trying to do stock is you know completely different um how do you guys use you know the penbev hub as a way to you know bridge you know some of these experiences i think that's where it is actually a great solution because as much as customers needs are different they're also very similar so if it's a 24-7 solution, that means that your pub and club can order their stock at 2 o'clock in the morning when they finish up, or your school can order it on a Saturday morning while it's a sports day. And the regular customers, we do still have sales reps, as I've said. So that means that the sales reps now, as opposed to taking an order, can focus on building a relationship with the customer and having more important conversations than just taking an order. Uh, now, Christine, you've just mentioned, you know, different use cases in how you guys are operating and the type of orders you're able to fulfill, right? Uh, the cafeteria slash canteen is not the same as the bar, but still there's a lot of infrastructure that has to be in the background to make that happen. They say that most of the time the best technology is the type of, is the type of systems where you don't even know that something is happening, but that tends to come at a bit of a cost and some business people might see that as a bit of a barrier. What's the advice then in uh, making all of that happen and how has Salesforce actually enabled something like that? So I think it's important to listen to your customer. And as we've discussed previously, things are changing and they have changed significantly in the past few years. So a customer that was not previously interested in ordering online, chances are they are now or they have had to in the past few years. So you can either listen to your customer or you can be left behind. But I think the important part is to get that feedback, um, find out what it is that your customer wants. And also, you need to understand that if the customer is self-serving, that frees your business up, mm. right? So you're not there actually taking an order from the customer physically, yep. um, and you're also not taking it on a telephone in a call center, as an example. So that gives you the opportunity to utilize those resources elsewhere, which is a win for the company. No, no, most certainly, and especially if, you, if we're looking at wins for the company, we also have to factor in wins for the employee because that's the other side of the coin. You, you know, you've dealt with the customers, uh, but from an employee point of view, you touched earlier that you guys do have, you know, a big team, you know, that is outside, that is, you know, probably interfacing with clients and all that. What are some of the tools that you guys have put down to actually make sure that your field agents, you know, also have that seamless experience as well? 
So there's two sides of the coin. The one would be the call center that services customers, so they also are able to take queries or take orders. And then on the other side, you've got the sales rep. And when we started our journey with Salesforce, we started with the call center. So that is where we are servicing customers on a daily basis. And for us, what's important is to make sure that our foundations are strong. And I think that's important for any business. Once you've got the face-to-face -face interaction right, then taking it over to a digital experience makes a difference because if somebody is busy on a digital experience and they have an issue, they're going to have to go back to face-to-face. -to -face. And that then needs to be good as well yeah. because otherwise it's going to ruin the digital experience. Yeah. So our employees at the office in the call center, they have a 360 degree view and all the information they need to be able to service our customers effectively, as do the reps. Mm. They also have access to all that same information through Salesforce. It's really great to see, you know, that 360 view that you're talking about, having that unified view, you know, whether it's uh, the people at the call center or whether it's the agents that are out in the field, all having access to that same information. But sort of bridging, you know, between uh, the employee side of things and the customer side of things, right? It's been seen that, you know, an alignment on these two can actually increase revenue uh, by up to 50%. What's the advice then, you know, for other companies or perhaps brands, you know, to actually come in and, you know, bridge that gap between uh, the employee and the customer experience? So for me, it's important, and you're going to get very frustrated employees <laughs> <laughs> if they have to work on various systems to be able to get the information that they need to service the customer. Yeah. But also you're going to have a very frustrated customer because they're going to have to wait, hoping that you're going to be able to find the right information. So again, it's important to have that at hand. And also for the customer, if they do log in to a digital experience, for them to have their own information available to them so that they can make decisions, mm. so that they can see what is my past order? Do I quickly want to do a reorder? Um, how's it going with the equipment that I've ordered, the cooler that I wanted? And it just makes it so much more of a seamless experience. Now, Christine, I like the fact that we've reached this point in the discussion today because we've sort of detailed, you know, the last uh, 80 or so years um, where uh, Peninsula Beverages, you know, has come from and how you guys have, you know, taken that, that journey of digital transformation uh, to where you guys are now as a digitally led uh, bottling company. So we've done the customer, we've done the employee, but now looking into the future, right, uh, specifically on the customers, how are you guys? Guys, uh, you know, looking at, um, I, I guess, enriching, you know, some of those customer interactions because we know most of the time some of these things we talk about digital transformation, but it's not really a destination or a fixed point, uh, but rather a journey. Uh, where are you guys in the journey, and how are you thinking about that when it comes to customer interactions? So I'm glad you talk about it as a journey because that's exactly what it is, and the roadmap that we had four years ago yep. is not the same roadmap that we're currently following. It's something that we're constantly having to relook at. Yep. One of the things that we are looking at bringing in house through Salesforce is our net promoter score, which is critically important from a customer feedback perspective. And that is where we are able to leverage the customer feedback and make sure that we listen and adjust accordingly. Mm. So yes, it is a journey and it's one that's constantly reviewed. Uh, you talk about net promoter score. 
uh, that tends to be you know a metric that's used by a lot of uh, customer facing businesses I know people in South Africa corporates you know take that you know quite seriously especially if you're trying to serve uh, the customer how has you know leveraging that information actually helped you um, in terms of I guess improving the business so we have various mechanisms to get our customer feedback net promoter score is one of them but the important thing is that if someone has had a less than satisfactory or less than excellent experience with us, then we need to immediately speak to that customer, find out what went wrong, and then make sure that we either adjust our processes or get a solve for what the issue, what caused the issue. Okay. And in all this that we're talking about, you know, whether it's net promoter scores or other uh, metrics, you know, that you guys are using when it comes to improving some of those experiences, how is Salesforce actually helping uh, you to enable all that? So as an example, Net Promoter School, we are able to do in Salesforce. We are able to build it through Flows and use Marketing Cloud as well. So it's a great solution for us and also to bring it in-house, which means that while we are enabling the functionality, we're also rationalizing our application landscape. Um, it's important to make sure that we don't always add on technology or other technologies or other applications when we can do it with the current technology that we have. So for me, that's always important and it's something that we need to look at to make sure that we don't have a landscape with 100 different applications. I don't think anyone <laughs> wants that. No, 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 most certainly. So no, thank you so much, Christine. It's been a very enriching discussion uh, just around what's actually happening in uh, the space for um, Coca-Cola Peninsula beverages, uh, particularly now into this uh, journey that you guys are on as a digitally-led uh, bottling company. So that's been a great discussion here on uh, TechForce Africa. Uh, we were looking at the journey of, uh, of Coca-Cola Peninsula beverages in terms of their journey. You know, it's an 80-year-old uh, company uh, that's coming into uh, the present years on their journey to digital transformation to become a digitally-led uh, bottling company. We looked at uh, their efforts to actually unify the customer and the employee experience because if you can balance both sides of the equation, uh, then you not only uh, let your customers win and your employees win, but it does have a big impact um, on the bottom line. And all this being enabled, you know, by some of the capability uh, that Salesforce does bring to bear. So that's been it for this great discussion. We are looking at important issues affecting technology businesses in Africa. Thank you so much uh, for watching and listening to this edition of uh, TechForce Africa. This was TechForce Africa. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, please leave us a star rating and a review. See you next time.